Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, June 18th, we look at Lesson 12, Joseph, Prince of Egypt. Together, let's see how Joseph's rise to power has no implications on his character. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 12, Joseph, Prince of Egypt. Memory text is coming from Genesis 41, verse 41. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Yeah, so this is an exciting one as we're kind of, you know, coming to a conclusion here in Genesis and the story of Joseph. Uh, and so I can't wait, uh, Buster, as we delve into kind of the, the last part of Joseph's story. Uh, ex- exactly. Uh, seeing the cumul- culmination of everything he's been through, uh, you can actually even say vindications coming up, right? Uh, but at the same time, uh, the story behind it and his character in good and bad is showing. And so Michael, tell us about Joseph's rise to power. Absolutely. So Genesis chapter 41 and last week, we kind of talked about this a little bit with the uh, various dreams that, that, um, take place there as Joseph is in prison. And then finally Pharaoh, Right, uh, with his right. dream as well, uh, what God reveals. And uh, this is kind of a, a turning point, I guess you might say, where um, up until then, it seems like it's just calamity after calamity and Joseph just remains faithful. But here at the end, we have kind of the uh, the rest of the story. And uh, I'm not going to read all of this, but Genesis 41 the Sabbath School Quarterly highlights uh, 30, verses 37 to 57, but I want to just note verses um, uh, 37, just the beginning of that passage. It says this, and I'm reading from the NIV. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials, and so Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Mm. And I, I think this is very interesting. Here you have this pagan king that recognizes something that's even greater than all 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 of the physical power of of the kingdom of of the ancient kingdom of egypt Uh, and they realize here's a man who has uh, true character and knows the true god and this is incredible the witness the testimony of joseph's life Uh, and i think this is just a good reminder that we may not always see the outcome of what it means to to live faithfully for God. It may not be till the very end of our lives. It may not be till sometime later. Uh, Sometimes we want this instant gratification or instant reward. If I do the right thing, then suddenly I will be propelled to greatness. Hmm. And oftentimes it's not like that. It's quite the opposite. And it's true. And, you know, here's Joseph. He's been through all of these ordeals. His brothers send him away. Uh, as a slave, basically, ends up in prison for doing the right thing, all of that again and again. And yet here at the end, we finally see that God is uh, working something out uh, that is is truly 
uh, truly uh, what we would say is great. And and then verse 39, one more thing here. Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one dis, uh, so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Joseph truly is the man. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. And uh, God has turned all of these things around uh there's this this incredible reversal which is what i mean we, we all like stories like this right i mean um the underdog finally is able to uh come around and 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 this is not uh someone striving for it but someone just uh plodding along faithfully step by step um, despite uh, great uh, challenges and adversity which kind of brings us full circle because all this adversity uh came about all the way uh, way back uh, with some sibling rivalry. So, uh, and this leads to his confrontation with his brothers. Uh, Buster, tell us about that. You know, uh, it, to have one space to talk about all this is it's going to be difficult because Joseph confronts his brother, his mm -hmm. brothers there in Genesis 42. And there's yeah. just so much to unpack here. Uh, I have so many questions. I want to ask Joseph in, in heaven, which is yeah. when your brothers came up, and they're begging for food. How did you hold it together? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because what he does is he's incognito. They don't recognize him. They don't know who he is. And yeah. he's speaking a different language and he doesn't lead on that he knows. Uh, and he kind of begins testing them. Uh, but the lesson brings out a very important point. Uh, first of all, uh, Joseph's dream was coming true. Uh, so his brother's bowing down to him, those sheaves, right? But then yeah. also uh, this response of of uh, Reuben declaring uh, this blood is now required of us. Um, it all comes together, uh, just God working through this to this event. Um, so I want to uh, highlight just a couple of verses here in Genesis 42. Uh, here, Joseph actually gets a little bit of revenge. What we see in uh, verse four, uh, 17 says, so he put the so he put them all together in prison for three days. And Joseph says in verse 18 uh, to them the third day, do I do, do this and live for I fear God? If you're honest men, let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house, but you go and carry grain for your famine, uh, uh, for the famine of your houses. And we see here that he's kind of testing them saying, are you guys still the same ones that threw me in jail or have you changed? And I think it's important to highlight here, Michael, that we need to allow room for people to change. Um, and it's okay to test the water sometimes, right? Uh, yeah. It's okay to put out some, naive. yeah, exactly. Put out uh, an opportunity for someone to change. Uh, and this is what Joseph was doing. And he saw the heartfeltness of them wanting to actually save their brother from being in prison and actually being killed. Uh, Verse 37 of Genesis 42, then Reuben spoke to his father saying, kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. This is talking about bringing Benjamin back. Put him in my hands and I will bring him back to you. But he says, my son shall not go down for his brother's dead and he is left alone. If any calamity befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. And so we see here, they have a chance to undo 
through their actions what they had done before. So how they're treating Benjamin was a chance for them to say sorry for what they had done to Joseph. And so that's coming to full, once again, to fruition there, Michael. In Tuesday's lesson, it gives us the rest of that story. So tell us a little bit more about Joseph and Benjamin. Yeah, so this is kind of the litmus test of that change, what you what you were talking about, Buster, right? So right. Uh, is, is, you know, are they actually authentic? Are they genuine? And in, in this change, and so uh, just to profess before him that that you know that they've changed uh, would be one thing, but they need something to really make sure. Uh, and 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 Joseph doesn't know, and, and kind of like what you were talking about. Sometimes you have to test the waters, and and sometimes it's not instantaneous either, right? And so right. Uh, Joseph knows this, and he needs something more. He needs something more than just their word. He needs some. Um, some proof, right? And so his his other brother, uh, who's back there uh, in 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 Israel, uh, with his father, uh, the question is is not only what have they done to him, but what have they done to his other brother? How have they treated him? If if they genuinely feel sorrow uh, and contrition for what they've done to him, then hopefully they would have treated uh, his younger brother Benjamin uh, differently and. Um, the, the lesson points out some of the nuance in the Hebrew where uh, the other brothers are called men, but, but Benjamin is referred to actually as brother, right? So the emphasis in the story in the original language is, is here's his other brother. Did, you know, he, it could be the, the rest of the evidence. Why not destroy him too, right? And then they're all gone. Uh, but it, it appears that there, there is some contrition, of course, uh, there's a lot of reluctance, resistance to wanting to uh, to have uh, to have him come. Eventually, he does come, and and this sets up this whole scenario where uh, once Benjamin does come, he's given more, five times more than than all the other brothers, uh, and and this kind of um, moves on uh, to test. Uh, them and not only is how he was treated back in, in there, but also this sort of uh, this whole test that goes on um, that leads to Wednesday's lesson right. about divination cup. So uh, tell us kind of what happens next. Yeah, so the the lesson brought up a point that I didn't really think about before, which is uh, why did why did Joseph put the divination cup in Benjamin's sack and not another brother's sack? But then they were talking about the difference uh, of that cup from other cups, which is uh, this cup is not just a regular cup, but it's a, one that's using sometimes in, uh, I guess you could say, unsavory practices. But uh, the lesson also brings up this this point, uh, brings up Patriarchs and Prophets, page 20, 229. Had he, yeah. never claimed, had he never claimed the power of divination, uh, it says, but was willing to have them believe that he could read the secrets of their lives. Mm -hmm. And in putting this cup in Benjamin's sack, he was testing them once again to say, hey, are you guys willing to throw him under the bus like you did me in order to save yourselves because you understand that he's favorite like I was? And mm -hmm. the fact that they were willing to do everything in order to bring him back was the was the test that that Joseph was saying, OK, you guys really have changed. Um, mm -hmm. uh, one thing I also appreciate here, Michael, is it says the intensity of the brother's emotion and the reaction is significant. 
They are all united in the same pain, fearing for Benjamin, who will be lost, as was Joseph, and like him, become a slave in Egypt, although, uh, although he was, like him, innocent. And so we see here, once again, the intensity of their emotions, I think, is the thing that actually draws out eventually the emotion of Joseph saying, oh, man, I, I bet you the back of his mind is it's a roller coaster. It's like uh, stories, Michael, of when I hear people that meet their long lost uh, biological mothers or fathers. Yeah. Your emotions of 30, 40, sometimes 50 years comes rushing through in this moment. And you have so many questions and you can keep it together for a little while. But then eventually uh, this catharsis, this cathartic moment comes through where you break down because in your life, although you've been fulfilled, sometimes there's still a portion of you that misses. Right. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine Joseph going through the same thing. And we also see it here in Thursday's lesson uh, with titled, I am your, I am Joseph, your brother. So Michael, tell us about this cathartic moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what you're just talking about reminds me of someone I know just this past week that that happened to, they got on zoom. They weren't able to travel there, but connected through ancestry, found a DNA match and realized uh, that, that they were not alone, that they had family uh, that that they did not even know of, which is oh, just awesome. incredible. I can't imagine, you know, the overwhelming feeling uh, in this case of just absolute joy of discovering a lost family. There you go. Didn't even realize. Well, Thursday's lessons along the same kinds of lines, uh, and it's described for us in Genesis 45, which has got to be just one of these incredible oh, yes. uh, passages of Scripture. You just want to kind of pinch yourself. Is this, you know... Uh, had had if you could just be a fly on the wall to have just witnessed this, you know. In fact, um, the, Joseph didn't want other people to witness this very personal, yeah. very private moment. Get out, Sent right? Everyone away, yeah. Get out, because uh, they don't even realize what's going on. Um, have everyone leave my presence. It says in that first verse of chapter forty-five, and then uh, scripture says. Again, I'm reading from the NIV. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. Mm. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. So whatever it was, it must have been um, absolutely incredible. It was emotional, as you said, uh, Buster. Uh, this was, uh, and of course, what, what's he really wondering? You know, not only is his younger brother, Benjamin, have they brought him back, but is, is his father still alive? Yeah. And verse says, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? <laughs> Brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. So um, you can just put yourselves in their shoes as well. Um, here's this epic Egyptian leader who's just you know, you realize, here, he's snapping, yeah. he's snapping and everyone's saying, how, how high do you want us to jump? Right. He yeah. has, he's second in charge of Egypt. He's powerful. He is very powerful. So they had to, you know, talk about a, a, a surprise reversal once again. And then finally he has to come to his brothers. Come close, come close. Yes. Come in. And he says, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And, and that just had to be mind blowing Buster. You, you know, Michael, uh, how many people do you know of that would, you know, like that the determination of 
not only to get seek revenge, but to not gloat in this moment, to not say, rub it in their face and say, see what you guys are trying to do and what, and now look at me and I'm better and, and I don't need any of you. No, like instead he's, he motions come close, Mm. come close. And I think that's a lesson for all of us, which is sometimes when we are, our characters are vindicated when we're proven correct or when we're not um, to still have humility in that moment uh, to still have grace in that moment. So I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, I have to deeply admire that because that goes uh, completely contrary to our human nature uh, to want revenge. You know, um, when someone does you wrong, you know, and and you know it and they know it, um, the, the, you, you do expect, you expect to see someone trying to get even. But here it's only the grace of God that's able to transform uh, our hearts to be able to take revenge and turn it into love. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's a great line, Michael, and I think that's a great line to, to be honest with, uh, honest with you to, to end with, uh, to allow our audiences to see and experience and hear that, and for us to make sure that that God is with us and we're with God as we move forward with others. Absolutely. Well, I think we've uh, covered it, the penultimate lesson of this quarter going through Genesis, um, and wherever you may be, just uh, we hope that uh, you'll let God's love work in your hearts and work into in my heart, you know, uh, we Amen. need God's grace, I need God's grace every day uh, to transform us uh, by, by His power into His image. So, uh, this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing out. Signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.